A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling. Ronnie Cycli. Sean Lenard, Joey Devine, Thunder Dan Marley, Alonzo Morning, Alonzo Morning's former kidney, Sean Keen, Chris Bosch, Grant Long, musical guest Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, everybody! It's me, your temporary host, Joey Devine. Um, I am. God, I've got to say, Sean. First yeah. off, did I do hi or did I say hi differently? Hi. That there um, we go. There we yeah. go. Oh, that's uh, the, that's the stuff right there. Uh, I've got to say, yes. Has there ever been a temporary host? Yes. That is more that has hosted more episodes than the actual host. Uh, there's in only, entertainment history. There's only one thing I can think of, and I don't know that it counts. It's uh. Bob Swirsky's Superfans, which was hosted by Joe Montano once and then was hosted by Bill Swirsky, uh, George Wentz character, subsequently. But that's all I can think of. Uh, well, those are fictional characters, so I don't think they count. Basically, uh, what I want to be, Sean, yes, is I want in the Guinness Book of World Records for most hosting appearances by a temporary host on a basketball podcast that is listened to upwards by upwards of 500 people an episode. I think it's fantastic. Like the, in the, in the late nineties, you'd be John Stewart, right? Was John Stewart a temporary host? I guess he was of the Larry Sanders of the show. Larry Sanders show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess um, that's also fictional though. Yeah. Well, but those are, he's John Stewart's a real person. I don't really know how that works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, enough about that. Um, let's go to the, we've got a big show. Yeah. A really big shoe. 
but before we go to our really big show, which is going to include our first preview, because NBA season is creeping ever so closely, it's we've got to start this year, previewing right? these leagues. Yeah, way earlier. Uh, yeah, we got to two weeks earlier. Jesus. We're like a month away from basketball. We're a lot like uh, a Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock rom-com because the NBA put us on two weeks notice. Is that a Hugh Grant movie? I think so. Cause I, I think is she, that the baby one? Because <laughs> that's also a Hugh Grant movie, right? Uh, that's nine months notice. <laughs> um, well, either way. That's NBA one of Tom 2K. Arnold's best movies. NBA 2K has released their garbage-free uh, demo thing, and that means the NBA is basically here. Oh, wow. So, that's very exciting. Um, Can you play Papa Shot on the crappy demo? I don't know. I haven't downloaded it yet. It comes right. out in an hour. Oh, wow. Um, okay. By the time <laughs> you listen to this podcast, you can download a crappy demo of NBA 2K8. <laughs> That you can only play once. Oh, yeah. So choose your time. You only have, you have six weeks between now and the start of the season. Uh, choose the time you play that game very wisely. Yeah, two weeks until NBA 2K comes out. Oh, okay. So wow. You, I guess you could just do it sometime <laughs> in the next two weeks. It would be weird to buy the game and still save your freebie for an emergency. Uh, but, Sean, our, probably our biggest news of the day yes. is not even NBA-related. It's Round Ball Rock-related, and it's that we have a new email address. <laughs> we do. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Uh, it is roundrockpod at gmail.com, which, for once in my goddamn life, is now the same as the Twitter handle, at roundrockpod. Uh, yes. So, whew. I'm going to have no excuse for saying those wrong now. I'm from... still never going to get them right, but <laughs> I'm going to feel extra bad when I screw it up now. But for those of you that like to email us at the old email, don't worry. It's still going to work. Mm-hmm. We'll still be checking it. Yeah. We just wanted me to stop saying it incorrectly at the top of every show. All right. Um <laughs> And as always, we're naming fantasy teams. Fantasy football started tonight, so you've only got a week or two left before we never talk about football on this show again, because we all know how much I hate that. It's true. It's true. Um, and then we're going to have to start naming fantasy basketball teams. It's so. true. And then eventually, children. Listeners' children. We will also yeah. name a listener's child. That's a $2 donation, but still one five-star review. So, <laughs> um, And you know what is an excellent gift for a person who's just been born? A child, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, free, uh, free Round Ball Rock stickers. Yeah, put them on the crib. Uh, email us at the at email account or DM us at that Twitter handle. And I'll send you some free stickers. I have like four in the backlog. Didn't get a chance to send them out this week. I will be sending out a new, a fresh batch next week, including one to Poland. So hey, that's exciting. That's Gortot country. Oh, the hammer. Um, but let's do this. Robot, drop that news drop. 
This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean. Yes. Big news today. Mm-hmm. Big, 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 big news. Not quite as big as our new email address, but pretty big news. Yeah. Uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, mm-hmm. has joined the woke off. Amazing. Because we we hadn't had the league itself weigh in and join the woke off yet. But now uh not only has he joined the woke off, I am viewing this as him endorsing the round ball rock woke off. I think Adam Silver listens to our show. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Adam Silver <laughs> listens to the show. Um <laughs> Uh, because Adam, Adam, no, no, sorry, Dean from Bachelor in Paradise. We also learned as a listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, Frankie Muniz never listens. Never to the show. listens to it. Yeah, we, <laughs> I don't think he's a big podcast guy. I think he's more of like uh, hot talk AM radio. But I don't know. I, he's he for sure listens to Michael Savage. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, Adam Silver, because he's such a big fan of the show and such a big fan of the woke off, mm-hmm. sent a letter with Michelle Roberts, the director of the NBA Players Association, a letter telling today telling NBA players to keep being woke, yo. It's lit fam in the woke off. <laughs> it's weird that he signed the press release. It's lit, fam. That 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 yeah. more than anything tells weird. me I think he's a listener. Uh, here's a quote from the letter. He said, "Quote: None of us operates in a vacuum. Critical issues that affect our society also impact you directly. Fortunately, you are not only the world's greatest basketball players. You have real power to make a difference in the world, and we want you. Uh, and we want you to know that the Players Association and the league." are always available to help you figure out the most meaningful way to make a difference. Not only is he endorsing player activism, it sounds like he's incur- like actively encouraging it. Yeah. And I do think, now I've got to say, I know I said I didn't want to talk about football, mm-hmm. but I definitely think this is a very sly... Not sly. It's not sly at all. It's a. It's this is a direct shot at the NFL. Oh yeah, right? where they won't employ uh, Colin Kaepernick, and, and yet, it was like, and people were losing their minds the other day that a coach came out and was like, "Uh, yeah, my player was abused by police," and people are like, um, "Not cool, Pete Carroll." Yeah, he probably just fit the description. A six foot five, incredibly athletic, two hundred and seventy pound man with a giant beard. <laughs> and then Pete Carroll's like, "What about Building Seven? Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's for that's for uh, the uh, that's for a different podcast. Yeah, oblong ball skull. Our I was going to say it's pigskin something, uh, but um. <laughs> Pigskin Parade, Sean's NFL podcast. Oh yeah, it's it's never lit there. <laughs> um, yeah, and so Adam Silver, I'm gonna say he's on the board. He's not he's not at Fisdale level. He's not at Kerr level. But 
Not at LeBron level either. He's definitely an ally, though. He's the capital A ally now. Oh, 100%. He is... Just he just wants this woke off to keep going forever. That's because for sure. It really feels like the NBA last year didn't quite know how to deal with the Kaepernick protests, and they did a lot of really pro unity stuff before games, which was fine, but sort of seemed like it was missing the issue. And I'm wondering, like this is probably not totally related, but during. Um, the time that Kaepernick stuff was happening last year, um, an NBA player had an active lawsuit against the NYPD mm-hmm. uh, because Thabo Cephalosha got his leg broken and he won a massive settlement from that. And yes. so I think maybe the NBA is also just kind of officially allowed to be a little more woke because otherwise it was like... You know, I, I don't know. Maybe Adam Silver was not supposed to really talk about police brutality or anything while that case was well, going on, I, possibly. I've got to say, if Adam Silver really wants to be woke, uh, he needs to go into the league rules and strike the rule that says that you have to stand for the anthem. Because that's actually a rule in the oh, NBA. Oh, it's actually a it rule. It is not wow. in the NFL. I read that today. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, because I'm I'm sure they call it the Mahmoud Abdul Rauf rule. I'm sure right, it got right. put in there then, but they should take that rule out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, in other Adam Silver news, wow, uh, dude hates tanking, bro. Oh, he hates it. He hates it. You know, I think he doesn't really hate tanking as much as I just have this sense that Adam Silver, uh, reads Twitter a lot and like reads blogs. Yeah, it like, does seem that way, doesn't it? Do you think it? he's a dunked on listener? I mean, he listens to our show for sure. Right, so right. So I, I guess don't see dunked why on he would also have been dunked on. Introductory step. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so it seems like at least. I do feel like while tanking was not actually that big a problem in the NBA, people talked about it like they thought it was. Like, I don't know if they were bored or what was going on. But. Uh, yeah, yeah it... we should talk about why he hates tanking, though. <laughs> um, he he is saying uh, that they're going to flatten out the lottery odds in 2019. Oh, yeah. He basically just hates it any time that it seems like teams are not trying in games. So it seems like the two things the league is addressing this offseason are teams resting players, especially on televised games, and teams tanking for draft position. Now, they extended the season by two weeks. And I guess you need, like, a doctor's note to sit out a game or something. That part's not clear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, attacking the other end of it, he's going after lottery odds. Uh, yeah. So instead of – I'll walk you through this, even though you wrote it, Sean, and I only yeah. understand half of it. Okay. Um, so the NBA proposal will flatten the lottery odds taking effect in 2019 include drawing one through five instead of one through three. Yeah, so same odds. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and so this also means, like, if you were the third worst team, the lowest you could have dropped was to five. Now, now you could drop mm-hmm. all the way to seven. Tight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, way into the, it. The same <laughs> odds for the three worst teams. So that's obvious. Yeah. We know what that means. The odds are flattened across the board. 
And also part of the proposal are no top three picks in consecutive years. Yeah, apparently that's one that is not officially in the proposal yet, but is going to the competition committee in the next week or two. They vote at the end of the month. so they're... That one seems crazy to me. <laughs> that you can't have consecutive top three picks? Yeah, um, because... That's how teams that are really bad get really good fast. Yeah, it's it's true, but it's also, you know, you, you look at that and, okay, well, let's look at the Sixers with their top three picks. Mm-hmm. They parlayed it into Embiid, Okafer, and Simmons? Oh, no, and Sim- yeah. And Fultz. I mean, I, can, I understand the incentive. It's basically... Um, and Daryl Morey came out and endorsed it actually today on Twitter, and he said it in very economic terms, which is just the worst three teams will have the same lottery odds, which means that you have removed any marginal incentive to be worse than bad. So, right. like, the worst team in the NBA this year will have about 20 wins, 21 wins probably. Yeah, that, uh, I bet it's going to be less this year. You, fewer than 20. It's just rare that a team, like 62 losses in the NBA is like 104 losses in baseball, you know? I think we're going to have like an 18-win team this year. Who do you think it's going to be? Is it the well, Bulls? we're going to get is to that in those division okay. previews. It's not the Bulls. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's the Bulls. Uh, so, yeah, so basically what it's saying is there's there's no real reason to race to the bottom like was happening this past year where Phoenix benched half their players with, like, 25 games to go. Yeah. And and how it works now is if you're the worst team in the league, you have a 25% chance at the best pick. But up through 1993, you only had about a 17% chance. Mm-hmm. And so I don't imagine they're still going to go to a few number of ping pong balls. They'll still probably do some kind of – right now it's uh, a 1,000 lottery comp- combinations – Right, which, which is, anytime anyone talks about that, it, like, hurts my brain. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes, it's weird because the number, it feels like it feels like they just did it because a cool number resulted. Basically, mm-hmm. you take 14 factorial, which is 14 times 13 times 12 times 11, etc., and then it's divided by 10 factorial times 4 factorial, and I think the only reason they use that is that when you do that with the number 14, you end up with 1,001. And mm-hmm. some nerd was like, that's cool. And then they throw out one combination. And so the odds are very easy to calculate because it's out of a thousand. But it's very, there's just a huge incentive to be like the second, the, a bottom like three or four team as sure. opposed to being like six or seven. So I think that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, yeah, sure. Look, they never should have changed it from 1993 in the first place. Right. Where they all freaked out because the Magic won it two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And they thought that'd be bad. But that was fucking awesome. Yeah, Everybody it... <laughs> loves that Orlando Magic team. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And and people would love that team more if the if it had been Chris Webber and Oh, Jack. that would have been so tight. <clears throat> like, I just think, like, if you look at teams who've consistently won the lottery... Like that Magic team, like uh, several years in a row, or like the Cavs, 
it's not like they've parlayed that into greatness. I mean, LeBron came back, and that's what made the Cavs great, but they chose, like... Well, they got Kyrie Irving, Anthony Bennett, and Kevin Love, basically. Oh, no, I get... And then they... Although they had to include a now-worthless Anthony Bennett when they traded for Kevin Love, however. Right. They got Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) And the the Orlando Magic got... uh, to the finals once. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of teams just don't really nail it. Like, I think the, I want to say the Sixers got Jerry Stackhouse with the third pick in 1995. And then they got Iverson with the top pick that year. Yeah. Although sadly enough, uh, Toronto actually won that lottery. They just weren't allowed to have the number one pick because they were an expansion team. Can you imagine that Canadian Iverson? Oh my God. Basketball either would have died in Canada or been the most popular sport. Yeah, I kind of feel like we would have teams in, like, Vancouver, uh, Montreal, and Winnipeg. God, Montreal basketball would be so weird. Um, I mean, trust me, as a Golden State Warrior fan, having the number one pick, uh, not that great. All right, anyway... I'm looking at you, Joe Smith. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The other, the other thing oh, I want to bring up here is that they always talk about how uh, the lottery is really important because it's impossible to add a superstar without the lottery. Mm-hmm. Isn't that not really true anymore? <laughs> it's definitely not true anymore. <laughs> like, like, just look what happened in the past 15 months. Like, well, I would say that it is true for some of the teams in real shitty places. Like, Indiana has to pick a guy in the lottery. No one's going to Indiana. Yeah, I guess I guess they, they would really benefit for a high pick, which they've almost never gotten. Like, they yeah. got Rick Smith <laughs> in 1986. Did they, did they ever pick that high again? Didn't they pick Al Harrington sort of high? Um, maybe like 11 or 12. He was not that high. I mean, they got, they traded a Davis brother for number five pick Jonathan Bender once. Right. Which may have actually cost them the 2000 title because if they'd but had him also, against Shaq instead of Jonathan Bender on the bench. Yeah. But it also immensely helped the medical community in America. So, uh, oh, that's true. That's true. Jonathan Bender, we <laughs> shout out to you for your. Weird rehab straps or whatever they are. I love Jonathan Bender. All right. Um, I want to ask two questions here. Yes. Is the only reason they're implementing this in 2019 and not 2018 so they can get Dan fucking Gilbert uh, one more chance to luck out and get the number one pick? Uh, yeah, because he's the devil. Yeah, he really is. He's He is... Like a way, 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 way less fun version of Al Pacino in uh, uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, I can right, just uh, see him screaming at the mirror. LeBron is a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one more question, Sean. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, two more. Okay. Is this enough to de-incentivize tanking, you think? I don't really care about tanking i find i find like what the sixers did kind of unseemly 
because they're still charging admission and stuff. And like, if you're not willing to have NBA players on your team or like what Phoenix did last year when it was like, hey, Eric Bledsoe is having the best year of his career. Let's just make him not play the last 20. Sure. But I think I think the magic number would have to be you'd have to lower the odds for those worst teams to something like 12 percent. That's what I think. And I'd like to, but I also don't want to make it like, I don't want the 14th best team in the league to have too good of odds. Like, I still would like it to be clearly preferable to make the playoffs, I guess. So, sure. So I don't, I don't want it to be the same for all the teams in the lottery, but I don't think there's any reason the worst team should have a 25% chance rather than, all you right. know, compared to the fourth worst. That answered what was going to be my third question, oh. which is what do you want to see? Here's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to get rid of the draft. <laughs> right. But I do want to still have a lottery. So what does the lottery get you? I think every team should there should be they should keep rookie contract slots, but they lottery off those slots and then have a free agency period. Where it's like, so the Sixers can add more money, but Markel Fultz, if you want to play a winner, you can play for a winner. You can take less and go to the Celtics. Oh, so they get they get so like uh, by winning the lottery, the Celtics would get the largest uh, rookie pool. Yeah, yeah, the largest amount of money they can spend on a rookie, and then it descends from there. I think it's interesting because a lot of our listeners have probably had fantasy football drafts. And after you do a fantasy football draft, if you've ever done an auction, you're like, oh, this auction makes a lot more sense. It's not just thrown to the whims of chance. Like, we're not letting Dame Fortuna determine where all these players play forever. You know, it's like like, you put a value on a guy, and if you really want him, you spend the money. Yeah. Right. So, like, say the top three teams would get $10 million. Yeah. Then the next three would get seven, and then the next three would get five or yeah. whatever, and then yeah. so on and so and forth. If you've if you've got multiple picks, you get multiple slots. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then we'd be getting rid of picks altogether, and then oh, it yeah, just yeah, becomes yeah, yeah, yeah. like, look, we love free agency meetings, and then you still have the event, but the it goes backwards. The player goes up and chooses their team, like a like a college like, signing day. Oh man, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, here's what I don't want to see: uh, a live auction. Because no, of course not. <laughs> we learned our lesson from ESPN. No, but in this way, the players are the ones making the choice, not the teams. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's what I want to see. How It'll early never would happen, Woj be, but... be leaking those deals <laughs> so far in advance. <laughs> so far because also it would definitely open up way more tampering stuff too well also like teams would be talking to players when they were like sophomores in high school right oh um. my god <laughs> i think you'd have i think you'd have to like really ban contact like you'd have to actually enforce tampering at that point because otherwise like these these children will not be able to live their lives I mean, I also wouldn't mind if we just deleted the age limit, too. Teams want to sign a 14-year-old? Do it, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Sam Hinkie, also a listener. 
just got so excited his his headphones popped off his ears. <laughs> All right, there's one more piece of news. Yes. Uh, Sean, you want to walk us through this? Yes. Uh, so the Los Angeles Clippers, the the top franchise in all of Southern California who play at the West coast, best entertainment destination, LA live. Uh, they shortened the scorers table this year, uh, to create eight new courtside seats, which are directly next to the benches. And they're selling them for season tickets are $175,000, which is okay. about 4,000 a game. So those cool. are super premium seats. You get <sighs> VIP stuff or I don't, I don't whatever, incentives you get at a clipper game i guess now here's my question yes did they actually shorten the scorers table because now that chris now that chris paul isn't there they know there's going to be way less media <laughs> <laughs> they're like eh, you know the the out of town teams might just start sending one announcer again like they used to yeah. the <laughs> well i wonder also if like Maybe they discovered the scores table like didn't need to be that long, but Donald Sterling was like stashing porn there or something. <laughs> Just some weird, gross Donald Sterling thing. Like, oh, there's a secret compartment where you can hide a mistress. You know, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers found uh, thirty-two thousand dollars <laughs> that he'd collected from a team in two thousand twelve. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. They want these to go to stars, though. These are like the Nicholson seats, right? Yes, yes this is their equivalent <laughs> of the Nicholson seats. And they're are they calling them star courtside seats? Star courtside seats, yes. And yes. do you have to? Is it like one of those exclusive dating apps where you have to like prove you're a star to sit there? Oh yeah. Um, no, I think you just have to have money because. <laughs> I mean, are there eight? Clippers star fans. That's Crystal. the question. Crystal Muniz. Hold on, we'll uh, get to him. He's lower. There's fa- there's oh, more oh. famous Clippers fans than uh, <laughs> Muniz, right? Um, Marshall, Penny Marshall? Marshall. Yeah, Penny Marshall. Right. Okay. She's a legacy. She's a legacy. Penny Marshall, Billy Crystal. Um, then it Matt might be Walsh. Muniz. UCB is Matt Walsh. He's <laughs> Fan. He doesn't have that kind of money, though. He's also, I think, kind of sarcastically a Clippers fan. <laughs> but also, look, Matt Walsh probably makes that much money a year, but he's not the kind of guy who's going to spend $175,000 a year. No, Matt Walsh is going to go. That's like all the VEAT money. I mean, he would be a great guy to go to a basketball game with, for sure. But I don't, yeah. He's yes, like, definitely. Matt, if you're listening, invite us. Matt, uh, he seems like a celebrity guest. Okay, so hold on. I'm looking at LA Magazine's most famous faces in Clipper Nation. Uh, actor Chris Wilde? I don't, I don't know, know who that, who that is. is. Uh <laughs> Oh, he became a fan because he bought season tickets for $800. That's really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, James L. Brooks from... Okay. He could sit in the star seat. Yeah, he's actually a legit... He's at every game. Wow. He's also very, very rich. He might buy the He's probably going to... Yeah, because he sits behind the (laughs) scorer's table at every game. And you know what he says every time he sees the Clippers make it to the second round? What? Maybe this is as good as it gets.
<laughs> he directed as good as it gets for those of you yeah. that don't know. Uh, by the way, this is this. I don't understand this. The fourth celebrity fan is listed as the president of L.A.'s police commission. Although apparently he had the idea for the Staples Center. Steve Soberoff. He, oh. might, just, he might just be a rich guy. Um, Adam Devine. Adam Devine is He's number a, three. Oh, Adam Devine. That's right. You thought I was Adam Levine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I he's was a Laker like, fan. No, he's a fake Laker fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay, Adam Devine, again, very pretty famous. Yeah, he's, right? Once Pitch Perfect three comes out, look out. But does that? What I'm wondering is, does he have this kind of money? Uh, I think he does now because I believe um, Adam and Zach need wedding. T- Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Is are that mm-hmm. are those their names? Uh, yeah, which yeah. my dad made me watch while I was home two weeks ago, and I enjoyed it. Sure. Good job, Adam Divide. Uh, Jay Z and Beyonce go a lot. They're not. They big, do, but they, they go don't to count. see the Warriors. <laughs> um. Oh, and and Floyd Mayweather Jr. will probably also go to game because he apparently goes to a lot of games. Although he lives in Vegas, right? I I, don't, I think so. They said his son was from Vegas when he shot it. Ugh. Anyway, Clipper Darrell um, made this list. Him. God. Okay, Clipper so Harold's not sitting in those seats. Even this list only had ten people listed, and I don't count Beyonce or Jay Z. <laughs> so we've 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 made maybe six, maybe six. Here's and... who should here's who should buy those seats. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, disgraced YouTube star Jake Paul. <gasps> He's got the money, right? I, I would assume so. Jake I don't Paul, know. Oh, I don't know just how much doing money he makes. Prank <laughs> after prank from those seats. But like, get those millennial Clippers yeah. fans. Make Jake, them the millennial team. Look, Jake and Logan Paul. If you guys can scrape together three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you could be there every game, and you'd you'd be doing your favorite thing: being on camera. Exactly. Yeah. They'd show you all the time. And you could get nears... up and run around at halftime. Yeah. People would love it. You'd be uh, near something I mean, terrible. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, yeah, it'd be the house that Team 10 built. <laughs> all right. Um, we've gone too long talking about the news. Uh, Sean, do you have an ad read now, or do you want to go to the division preview? Uh, let me give you the ad read. I feel bad because uh, th- we were supposed to do this ad read last week, but we only did mm-hmm. one podcast. But uh, So anyway, I'm going to read it now. Uh, we've got a new sponsor for this week with Roundball Rock, and it comes from the online gambling industry. This Ooh. is a great site where you can wager online using a credit card, PayPal, Venmo, or even a Major League Baseball pension. It's called Hit King's Casino. Here's how it works. You enter the team you want, for example, the Cincinnati Reds, and you get odds for all their upcoming games. But that's not all. You also get tips from our anonymous expert, the Hit King, like to bet against Cincinnati if Mario Soto is pitching, or if the Reds are playing a Hall of Famer's no-good son, Pete Rose Jr. But in the words of Mike Singletary, they want winners. Subscribers get 10 tips a week, but just for you round ball listeners, we've got a bunch of free tips fresh off the casino presses for Labor Day weekend. First off, first week of the football season. Texas A&M is going to play UCLA at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Now, it might take Texas A&M a while to get warmed up, but once that second half rolls around, the Aggies are going to dominate. 
Take Texas A&M on the second half line, no matter how high it gets. Quarterback Josh Rosen is a prospect, but every rose has its thorn, and for this guy, it's the second half and going to class. That's not all. Kansas City opens the season against the world champion New England Patriots. This game might as well have boarded a plane in a wheelchair and crashed on a magic island where it magically learns to walk again because this game is a lock, you know, from Lost, a.k.a. what Alex Smith's team has done in every big game he's played. And let's hope your bookie accepts DVDs of Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler's new comedy because you should bet the house. I know what you're thinking. Free money? Money that's paid to me for making almost no effort? Who do I look like? Anthony Hopkins in an action movie? Well, we've got one more bet this week. This may as well be a bed and breakfast that only plays Folsom Prison Blues because you're going to cash in. Bet everything you have that the Tampa Bay-Miami game will be played in Miami next Sunday. The Hit King will be betting his 1973 National League MVP award. I mean, a bunch of money. Hit King's Casino. Charlie Hustle Your Way to Riches. Well, thank you, Hit King's Casino. And again, I apologize that we did not read that ad last week when it was supposed to run. Well, that was wild. Um, Baseball themed in... uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Pete Rose Jr., the Hit King. Uh, Um, It's just Hit King's Casino. It's not affiliated with a specific major leaguer, apparently. Um, Sean... Yes. Should we do should we do our first season preview? Let's do our first season preview. All right. Uh robot division preview? Round ball rock division previews. The Atlantic, the Pacific. There's a northwest, right? Basketball brings us together. But over-unders will tear us apart again. I don't know if there's a drop for that. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to go in reverse order. We're doing the Atlantic. Yes. And our first team, the team everyone is excited about yes. to see this year, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, the pride of the Atlantic yards. Last year, they went 20-62. and 62. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're expected win per... Wait, wait. Sorry, Sean. What is that? The expected win loss record based on their points. Is that for this year or last That's year? That's for last year. Okay. Last year, their expected win uh, loss record was twenty two and sixty. So a little so they unlucky. Lost. They were they were pretty un- a little unlucky. They had the talent and of then, a twenty two win team. Okay. Uh, and they said goodbye to franchise cornerstone. The greatest net of all time, Brooke Lopez. Yes. Boyan Bogdanovich and Justin Hamilton. But they said hello. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fear Nets fans. They said hello to D'Angelo Russell. Wow. Allen pincers up crab. Pincers up, everybody. To Mufi Mosgolf. <laughs> Damari Carroll and uh strange looking rookie, Jarrett Allen. <laughs> yes. Um so, my question for you. We do the over-under at the end. Yes. Uh, my question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, who will be Brooklyn's next all-time leading scorer now that their current leading scorer 
will be it Brooke Lopez is will be in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, we're assuming that Brooke does not come back someday. I don't think he it's true. I think I could see him coming back. I mean, yeah, maybe he wants to run that up. Um, I guess <laughs> we're saying is their future all time leading scorer on the roster right now? I'm gonna say no. I'm also gonna say no. So <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think it's an American? Do you think it will be an American or uh, a non-American? Uh, I think it's going to be a robot. Oh, it's going to be a while before. Like, yeah, we're gonna it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be a robot. We're going to um, hit the singularity before someone hits Brooke Lopez's all-time scoring Yes, mark. that is what I'm saying. Um... So I I have three questions for you, Sean. Okay. I'm going to have questions for every team just to ask you. Okay. My first question is, Sean, I just named a bunch of nets. Yes. You can't name those nets. Yes. (laughs) Sean, can you name five returning Brooklyn nets? I think I can, but it's going to be like five exactly. So uh, (laughs) Jeremy Lin. Uh Uh-huh. Karis Levert. Yes. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is coming back. Uh huh. Trevor Booker is coming back. He is. Uh, they Archie Goodwin is not coming back. No, uh, Archie Goodwin is him. gone. Uh, <laughs> Sean Kilpatrick. That's five. Oh, thank God. Um, the other one I could name uh-huh. when I was doing this myself yeah. was Isaiah Whitehead. Oh, I had completely forgotten about him i bet he was like i i i do know that uh boyan and lopez were easily their minutes leaders last year at least on a per game basis so this is and also their leading scorers correct (laughs) uh i i I don't see any way how they couldn't have been the leading scorers no (laughs) um all right so good good work sean you got your first trivia question correct great um my next question for you is who would win in a game, the Brooklyn Nets or the Washington Generals? Man, um, I think I'm. I feel comfortable taking the Nets in like a five game series, mm-hmm. but in an individual one game, game, this is a this is a team that's going to be prone to a lot of letdowns. Like, here's the thing I want to talk about before you finish answering yeah, yeah, this yeah, question, yeah, please, because uh, we kind of haven't discussed this. Uh, Boston fans are walking around saying the Nets are going to be better. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, because I do. So they they added a bunch of guys. They added D'Angelo Russell. Their future looks better, yeah. sure. But but Brooke Lopez is way better than anybody they added to the team. Yeah, and um, and Bojan is also better. I think. Well, I I think. I think D'Angelo Russell is better than Boyan, but and Alan Alan Kreb at least has one really outstanding skill. Like he's a really really good three point shooter. Yeah, um, and Moskov is fine. Carol, I think Moskov might okay. be terrible. <laughs> I think he might be terrible I mean, I mean, now. Sure, I do think they're going to be better than last year, but not like not in the lottery anymore. Better or whatever no, those no. fucking Celtics fans are saying. They're so, still one of the three worst teams in the league. They right? won twenty games last year. 
do you do you think this is a team where you look at that team and you're like definitely nine nine games better? <laughs> no. So yeah, they're gonna I be a bottom four team. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think they're gonna get a lot out of Damari Carroll. They're probably gonna try to get rid of him if they can. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't really want to play there. He belongs on a contender. And then you know, Crab and Russell seem like they'd be good there. And you know, I'd, obviously you want to jump at getting a guy like D'Angelo Russell. He was the number two pick just in 2015, but. The position where they kind of have the most respectable, playable guys already is point guard. Mm-hmm. So you you are adding it to your one. It's not even a position of strength. It's like a position of mediocrity. But well, like, and that's that's their one chance at getting better. Actually, is Jeremy Lin barely played last year because he was hurt, mm-hmm. and he's he's very solid. Jeremy Lin he's still a good an underrated player. player. Uh, a very good NBA player. <laughs> but looking at this team, it just seems like their defense is going to be terrible. It yeah. was I think they had the worst defense in the league last year. I think I read they're moving Rondé Hollis Jefferson to the 4 full time. Well, that's that's probably good. I don't yeah. I'm not exactly sure what Karis LeVert's natural position is. Uh, I think he's a 2-3. He's a wing. Yeah, so I think they'll play they'll probably just play Lynn and Russell together. A lot, yeah. Um, and then Levert, Hollis Jefferson, Mozgov. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is. I think this team is a little better, but like twenty wins to twenty four wins better. You know, they're still not very talented. <laughs> no, they they still. I mean, essentially, this year they 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 didn't exactly add talent. They mainly added for money. in the short term. In the yeah. long term, I feel like they did add talent. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. they but they basically used their cap space not to really get guys who were going to play this year, but to get like assets and guys who might be useful in a year or two. I'm still sort yeah. of surprised they didn't get a little more for taking Alan Crab, but I'm sure they like him too. They really so, like him. Yeah. All right, and I guess so, I can't, you can't fault a team for getting a guy they really like, you know. Would they beat the Washington Generals? <laughs> <laughs> Single five game series definitely nets uh one game if you're playing at the Washington Generals what what is their home court? Congress? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, I where a lot of game, clowns I, are everywhere. <laughs> I think it's any division 3 college arena. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think if they catch them like before Dece- before Christmas, I'm taking the Generals. I like it. All right. Last question mm-hmm. for this year only: Who will be the best player on this team? I think Alan. Because Cr- long term, it's D'Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's Alan Crabb. I think he's the best player on the team. That seems crazy I to think, say. <laughs> I think it's Jeremy Lin. Uh, I kind of like your answer better now that I said mine. Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I also could see like Alan Crabb being in like winning the three point contest, which seems like it might be th- the best thing that happens for Brooklyn all season. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and. Sean, 
We've added a new feature to our division yes. previews this year. We're always adding features. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this year, before we get to our over-unders, we've got to do everybody remembers from the playoffs our favorite commercials starring Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. and Canelo Alvarez. We've got to make a Tecate Be Bold claim. Be bold. For every team. Be bold, Canelo. Hey, Canelo. Hey. So, Sean, before you make your be bold claim, Mm -hmm. hit that drop, robot. Canelo, be bold. All right, Sean. Thank you, Sly. Sean. Thanks. He's also a listener, I think. What's your be bold claim? My be bold claim for uh, the Brooklyn Nets this year is that Mm -hmm. uh, we're finally going to find out uh, what was behind that shady Andre Kirilenko deal. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, like maybe maybe he was buying fake news on Facebook or whatever, but I don't know. That's my claim, <laughs> is that we're finally going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, my be bold claim is that uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to average 20 points a game, but on horrible shooting numbers. <laughs> he is going to be East Coast Devin Booker. Oh, wow. Shots fired. Uh, you haven't uh, had to send any stickers to Phoenix yet, have you? No, I okay, haven't. Okay. Phoenix and Boston. Interesting, huh? Weird. Oh, Weird. also no Cleveland. Wonder why those, yeah, those people don't listen to our right. show. <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett sprained his ankle, by the way. So Is he that won't be a for football a player? Weeks. That's the number one. The other Cleveland number one pick. Oh, okay. But I don't believe he uh, has so he, sleep he, apnea he, like Anthony Bennett. So that's he Markel fultzed himself? He fultzed right. himself. Um, speaking of which, uh, over under the number 28.5 for the Brooklyn Nets. Sean, what are you taking? Uh, under. I feel pretty good about it. I am also taking the under. <laughs> It might even be a best bet. I gotta check with Hit Kinks Casino and see what they think, though. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our next team in this really depressing division, um, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Trust the process. Um, yeah, trust the process, baby. Don't worry, the show's not over, guys. I oh, know sorry, we say that sorry. at the end, but I promise uh, the show. We still have plenty of show left for you. <laughs> The Philadelphia 76ers, last year, they went 28-54. and 54. They were expected to win 24-54 and 54 based on their numbers, yeah. which means they were four wins better. Yeah. Uh, they said goodbye, sadly, to Tiago Splitter, oh. which I did not even know he was on the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> and also... My man Gerald Henderson, oh. old man Hendo out, but in yeah, I think said both the... hello. Go ahead. Oh, I think both those guys uh, might be out for the year. Yeah, uh, although Tiago right. was working out for the Clips this week, though. In well, I mean Tiago was good in the playoffs in the early two, 2010s, so would make sense that Doc Rivers wants him. <laughs> All right, in. <laughs> Markel Fultz, number one overall pick. Hey. Number one overall pick, Ben Simmons. J.J. Redick? Amir Johnson? 
the Turkish Marco Bellinelli, Furkan Korkmaz, and NBA, two-time NBA champion James Michael McAdoo. Yeah, that's that's a lot of... I mean, they did add a lot of guys. They added a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it On paper, they seem much better. Yeah. But question for you, Sean. Okay. This is your question, not my question. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They still, we have two sets of questions here. This is a Sean question. Oh, right. More of a discussion topic, Yeah, if this you will. isn't as much. Uh, <laughs> they still have $15 million in cap space. Is that going to be a Robert Covington extension in November? I feel like it must be because um, it's just weird they wouldn't be getting in on some of those salary dumps otherwise. You know, Reddit got a one-year deal. Amir Johnson got a one-year deal. Yeah, I just think they're gonna do that. Um, we, it's it. I always think of it as the Nick Collison contract, mm-hmm. uh, where they're just gonna give Covington a bunch of oh, that, like and then twelve tack. million this year, and then pay him four million, and then the rest of it. It's just it's such a lot of money when there's seemingly guys that could help them, but. It's weird because it feels like a lot of these guys they drafted so long ago, but mm-hmm. a lot of them they are still kind of like with even with Dario Saric, you're kind of like they're still kind of seeing what they're gonna get, despite right. him having been drafted in 2013, I think. Yeah, it's like when you buy a video game console right when it comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there's only like four games, and you're like. Oh, maybe there's going to be way better games for this Xbox next year. And then you're like, oh, I should have gotten the PlayStation. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, uh, So my first question for you, Sean, is, is the process dead now? Are we entering some kind of weird second level of the process where Uh, now we're trying to win games? (laughs) I think the process is over. Because they they made a very unhinky move in trading for Fultz. I think that ended the process. I right? think you might be right. I are think they, so. Um, are they calling it something else now? Did they? Did they? I don't officially know. That switch? was going to be my. That was my question. What do we name what's happening there now? It yeah. seems like we need a name because because um, Joel Embiid is the process now. So like right. So what follows like the process, the the experiment, the oh that's pretty good. I like the experiment. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and the aftermath. Um, oh, you can't name it that. But oh yeah, that's you know what <laughs> that that means something after... that'll never come out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, although. You know, based on Joe Embiid's injury history, it might be a good name. Ooh, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Embiid, we got to talk about him. Yes, he is. He's trying to get an extension. What would you pay Joe Embiid if yeah. you were the Sixers GM? If you were a man wearing a snakeskin suit and crocodile loafers right. named Brian Colangelo, <laughs> who is Skyping in from Phoenix. Yeah, he's not going to move to Philly <laughs> yet. Come on. Um, so I would, I don't know how acceptable this would be to Joel Embiid, but uh, 
you know, he's he's what like in eight months from rehabbing his most recent injury. Yeah, I'd be willing to give him near max money, but it would have mm-hmm. to be you'd have to have some kind of like playing time incentive based things for the future years because like if you pay him like 70 million dollars for four years and he's still Mm -hmm. playing 25 games a year like that's crippling i I don't know i think i i would really try to structure it where like each subsequent lucrative i'd pay him a lot but he'd have to he'd have to hit like a minutes or games thing and then the sixers would have you know an opt-out and I don't even know sure. if that's legal to do. I think if you are the Philadelphia 76ers, you just have to hold your nose and give Joe Embiid the money. Yeah, I mean, I I would just definitely try to negotiate some kind of project, protections on that because, you know, he played 32 games last year, which were the... He's still averaging 10 games a year. Sure, but he's. I just think your 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 job now is like you gotta like revive this franchise. It's like their fans are like comic book nerds right now, who <laughs> are like complaining about every Marvel movie. But now you gotta start getting the people to come see the Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Right, right. You project and Joe Embiid does that. Like, yeah. everyone loves Joel Embiid. So if they don't extend him by the beginning of the season, basically, he becomes a restricted free agent after this year? I believe that's the case, yeah. Bas- I don't know. I would try to wait him out and then just max him out at the end of the year. Yeah. And just... I mean, you and could when that, that happens, give him the max. You know, like, like if you no. give him the max, he's not going anywhere. Right. The only reason I would lock him up early is if I was ever to, able to get some protections on it. Because otherwise, what's your hurry? But they have plenty of money. They have plenty of money. Yeah. They should max him out. You know, if he plays if he plays 50 games next year, I'd probably max him out. You know? Yeah. Okay. He's, next he's so question, valuable. Sean. Yeah. Uh-huh. On a scale of Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea <laughs> to Casey Affleck in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, man. How sad is Jaleel Okafor going to be this season? I mean, he's he's sadder than Casey Affleck in Goodwill Hunting because this movie is beginning with him getting like like you know the end of Goodwill Hunting. He goes and sits in the front seat. Yes. This in this movie, he's forcibly removed from the back seat of the car and thrown into the trunk. That's what's yeah. happening this season because, um, so Embiid is back. Uh, uh-huh. I believe Rashawn Holmes is probably ahead of him on the depth chart. Oh, definitely. He's they're actually gonna, good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, they're going to try to make him a power forward, but also Amir Johnson's on the team now, and uh-huh. Covington plays the four. And Also, they have to play Sarich as a big. Right. Well, and Ben Simmons could, yeah. is kind of a four. So there's like no – oh, and the Sixers traded up to get another project center who's not coming over this year, but mm-hmm. but still, like, uh, so they've got two stash guys who are going to take him. I, I mean, he he clearly needs to get traded. So I would say he's like, 
this year I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little wild card at him. Um, is is that movie called Gerald? What's the movie where he's? It's just, called Jerry, where Jerry. he's walking in the desert with Matt Damon. That's yeah. what this year is. He's walking okay. around the <laughs> NBA desert. Like he's getting okay. he's getting dehydrated, and he doesn't know if he's ever going to find a home. Yeah, for me, I think the correct answer was Casey Affleck and Gone Baby Gone. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, because he's <laughs> see, he's seen some terrible things. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my last question. What podcasts or indie rock bands is J.J. Reddick going to recommend to all these children he plays with now? Oh, man. I think I think J.J. Reddick, I'm going to say he really enjoyed Shit Town, but he's worried about the language of the title. And so he's like, Definitely. I'm a responsible older figure. Um, do you think he's a My Favorite Murder guy? No, too dark. I think I, I have a feeling that J.J. Reddick... Um, when he's talking to younger players is still so into the first block party album and mm-hmm. just like, is like, uh, I think they could, I mean, the second one was disappointing, but they're going to, they're going to come back. I really think they can come back. And then, uh, I think, I think he might try to take Markel Fultz to see vampire weekend at some point during the season. Good answers. Uh, I think he's going to play, uh, <laughs> I think he's going to play Furcon Korkmaz, the the second MGMT album. Ooh, okay. And yeah. he's going to make he's going to force Markel Fultz to listen to several episodes of You Made It Weird. <laughs> Fultz is like, is there a laugh track? Is that guy? Did-? No, he's laughing at himself, man. It's part of the charm. And then... All right. Um, it's time for our Be Bold Claims. Oh. Robot and Sliced Alone, let's hear it. Yeah. Canelo, be bold. All right, Sean, what's your 76ers Be Bold Claim? I think we're going to see B. Franklin Dog come back. Oh, shit. Be Bold, Canelo. All right. Uh, <laughs> Keenello, anyway. All right. That's a good. I, you know how much I love Franklin B. Dog, the 76ers mascot that never. Never really Never appeared. Yeah, he did not exist. Um, I think they're going to trade J.J. Redick midseason. Ooh, I like that claim. Uh, So I think they're going to trade J.J. I think this year is not going to go as well as they think it is, and they're going to trade J.J. Redick to a contender middle of the season. That's a good claim, too. Uh, And before we get to over-unders, the numbers, the... How over under forty games, Joel Embiid, John? What do you think? I'm going over. I believe in him. I I'm also going over. So you know what? I'm changing my be bold claim. <laughs> if Embiid plays more than forty games, they're a playoff team. But I think they're going to be a playoff team with a losing record. All right, um, yeah. they're going to be like a team that makes the playoffs having won thirty eight games. Which, interestingly enough, means I am taking the under. Yes, incredible. The over-under is insane. It's 42 and a half games. So a, a, that's a <laughs> that's a 19-game improvement and a 21-game improvement on their uh, expected record. Yeah. And I, I even like them. I feel great about them. Uh, I also like them. But, I don't know why I said that J.J. Reddick thing. I was trying to be too bold. Well, no, I mean it's not. It's like I don't think it's that 
bad a call to be like, yeah, the Sixers might be a little injury prone. Yeah. And trade somebody. <laughs> oh, they, they might trade a veteran? That's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'm also going under. Just and again, wouldn't wouldn't totally shock me if they were like the eighth seed. But also, I think you could probably make the playoffs at 39 and 43 this yeah, year in the East. That's so, what I'm saying. They're yeah. going to win 30. Embiid is going to play. This is my be bold and my over under. Embiid going to play 60 games. Wow. And they're going to win 38 games <laughs> and make the eighth seed. I love it. And also the rookies are not going to be very good because <laughs> rookies are never very good. Yes. Stop it, Vegas. Stop trying to trick people <laughs> by thinking rookies are good. Also, Laker fans, we'll get to you. Lonzo Ball, not going to be very good. All right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> New York Knicks. <laughs> Woo. All right. What a year. <laughs> what a year. Uh, they went 31 and 51. Yes. Their expected winning, they were about the same. They were supposed to win. They were supposed to go 30 and 52. So weirdly, a thing broke right for the Knicks one time. There was that triangle offense giving them that one game uh, point improvement. (laughs) They said goodbye to some dear friends of the podcast. Derek Rose, Marshall Plumley. Sasha, the machine, Vujicic, the triangle offense, and finally, our man, Phil fucking Jackson. Oh, man. That's like reading, like, uh, <laughs> like the that is so much content for our podcast that I just read being oh, yeah. gone from like, the Knicks. It's like, it's like when you get, like, an alumni magazine and you see, like, people who've died That's yeah yeah how it's I like felt. oh two uh, who went who i went to high school with <laughs> yeah like if you were awarding a a nobel an nba nobel prize for getting made fun of you'd have that is that's like quite there's the three comment. of them on that list <laughs> all right and um, even sasha's like a four. tenured professor of getting yeah. made fun of all right uh they did say hello to a couple of people though they said hello to tim hardaway jr Welcome back, baby boy. They said hello to Frank Nilakina. Yes. I think I did that right. They said hello to Michael, the walking bucket, Beasley. Yes. Self-assigned And finally, they said hello to a guy who should have been a Nick 15 years ago, Raymond Sessions. Oh, my God. I could see him. Like training with Chris Childs and Car- Charlie Ward in the offseason. Yeah. like he he should have been on that. To this that is team. how to just hang around for a long time. All right. So my first question for you, Sean. You, you wrote no questions for the Knicks. You were none. like, I don't even want to talk about this team. <laughs> Fuck the Knicks. They bum me so, out way more than the Nets. So my question for you, Sean. Yes. Is who do we make fun of now that Phil Jackson and Derrick Rose are gone? I mean, well, Ron Baker, obviously. Yeah. They, they locked <laughs> him up long term. Just uh, children's book, acclaimed children's book author, Ron Baker. He's white. Uh, he's 
beloved by Jeff Hornacek and the organization for no reason, and he's an adequate backup point guard. He's an adequate third guard, I would say, right? Yeah. He's not even really a good backup yeah. point guard. I think that's fair. Um, uh, he I might be think... their starting point guard to start the year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, I, I kind of think Beasley's going to be really good, though. Because he's, but I think he's, he's going to say a lot of crazy things. He's yeah. my answer. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh, and other than that, I think I could see Noah having like, like just getting to a point where he's like, I have a guaranteed contract. Like I like to have fun. Also, I'm already taking steroids. Like anything could happen. To me. <laughs> um, the other person I expect to be making fun of for a while is Frank Nilakina. Uh I think it's going to be hilarious that they drafted him over Dennis Smith to play in the triangle for the next 15 years. Yeah, he's uh. just it's just so bad when I mean he's going to kind of get Johnny Flynn in that I don't mean he's going to tear his hip labrum and end his career. He's just one pick away from a guy at the exact same position who's going to be way way better. So, yeah. Um all right, last year, a billion insane things happened to the Knicks. Yes. Uh, they alienated everyone by remo- by forcibly removing Charles Oakley from a game. Okay. Uh, Phil Jackson openly fought with, like, current NBA players. Okay. Um, uh, a, a bunch of other stuff happened. I can't even remember. Derek Rose, there were so many Derek things. Rose skipped oh, that Rose game. Skipped a game. Carmelo Anthony got a stripper <laughs> pregnant. Chris Debs uh, wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, didn't Courtney? Didn't even Courtney Lee have some explosion? Probably. All right. So predict one insane thing that's going to happen to the Knicks this year, Sean. Um, I'm gonna say. I think an assistant coach is going to punch somebody. I don't know if it's going to be a player or a fan or a security guy, but I think one of the assistants is going to throw a punch. All right. You want to hear my insane thing? Yeah. They are not going to be able to trade Carmelo Anthony, and it is going to get rough. Yeah, like because they're just not going to buy him out. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, they, they. So it is going to get darkest before the dawn for sure. <laughs> Because the the Knicks are a weird thing because James Dolan has a ton of money. He doesn't mm-hmm. really spend it on any. Like, he's not cheap at all. Like, mm-hmm. he's willing to spend lots of money on the Knicks. And so I could see him keeping Carmelo Anthony all season long and never buying him out. Yeah. Like, you want to go to the playoffs? Like, sorry. Like, oh, you're not going to play? Fine, go home. You're oh, still not you're going anywhere come else. Play kazoo at my concert. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, Sean. My fin- my next trivia question for you mm-hmm. involves Raymond Raymond Sessions. Raymond Raymond Raymond, uh, I think. Raymond. He has been in the NBA since 2007. Mm-hmm. He has played 9 years in the NBA. Name as many teams as you can. That oh here God. he's been on He's been on eight teams, including the Knicks. Okay. So name the other seven if you can. Okay. He has been, I know he has been on the Lakers. Correct. I believe he was on the Utah Jazz. 
No, he was not, not on the Utah Jazz. Oh. Not a jazz man. Okay, well he's been he's been on the Bucks and he's been, he's on, been on Charlotte. Which which Charlotte? Uh, Trick question. He's uh, played for both. He's played for the Hornets <laughs> and the Bobcats. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> wait, is that separate teams? I can't remember. Uh. I think so, yeah. Uh, in 2016, has, has he, a... he was on the Hornets. In 2012 through 2014, he was a Bobcat. <laughs> uh, has he been – was he ever a Timberwolf? He was, 2009 to 2010. Okay. Uh, how many teams are left? Um, he's played on the Bucks twice. Okay. So there's one, it's weird that people keep asking him back. I think he was a Cavalier. Three. He has he has been a Cavalier. He's two left. Two left. Uh, he has been. Has he been a Washington Wizard? He has been a Washington Wizard. And then I think I don't know why I thought he was on the. Oh, because uh, okay, one more team. He was on this team from two thousand nine to two thousand ten. And that's. Uh, it anyway. is. Um, was he This is a team that has an affinity for point guards, specifically in that time frame. Oh, the Phoenix Suns? No. Oh, um Oh, in that this... time frame. Yeah. Uh, 2009 to 2010. Um, the Houston Rockets? No. <laughs> uh this team drafted four point guards in a draft one time that's how much they loved point guards that's during that time not frame. the tim the timberwolves it is the timberwolves. oh no i said the timberwolves before oh, oh that's yeah. my bad then, oh, that's then right. you named them all oh well what a weird career that guy had yeah <laughs> he's uh all one-year deals too um oh, man he's like the brian <laughs> hoyer of the point guards isn't yeah <laughs> Um, all right, Sean, what is your Takate Be Bold claim for the Knicks this year? Canelo, be bold! Uh, I'm going to make a crazy claim, which is a little bit related to your claim. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to trade Porzingis before they trade Melo. <laughs> <laughs> Sliced alone, let me hear a Be Bold for that claim. That is a bold claim. Hey! Canelo, be bold! Uh, and my be bold claim, I kind of made one already, but you know what? It's the Knicks. You can't be too bold with the Knicks. Uh-huh. I think this is the year Dolan sells. Whoa! He just I think gets he's... sick of it. Yeah, and I think he saw how much the Rockets went for, and he's starting to salivate those harmonica-playing chops. I mean, what would the Knicks sell for? $4 billion? I would think like $4 billion, yeah. God, that's a lot of kazoos, man. Yeah, so many kazoos. Uh, (laughs) And he takes that $4 billion, and he pays off Apple to do that thing that uh, (laughs) they did with that U2 album, and everyone in America gets a JD in the straight shot. Oh, my God. Just sent to their phone that they can't get rid of. On the iPhone 9. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, Be bold, James Dolan. Be bold. (laughs) All right, and they're over under 30 and 5. What are they going to do, Sean? God, this is a a brutal. I mean, they just they just said like, we dare you 
to bet on the Knicks to be exactly the same. I know. <laughs> um, the East is bad. They are going to mm-hmm. be terrible on defense, but they still have Chris Ups. You know what? I think they're going to have Mello for longer, and I don't think mm-hmm. Mello's just going to sulk. I, I kind of see them at 31 wins. I'm going over. Uh, I am also going over, but like, uh, but like, but I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> I'd like to give them. Yeah. It's like, it's the smallest vote of confidence possible to give them 31, but 31, the number's 30 and a half. See, I'm thinking they're going to win like 33 to 35. Actually. Uh, Porzingis was really hurt last year. Um, and played pretty bad when he was hurt. Uh, and I think he's going to be a lot better. And also, he's not going to be running the triangle offense. I, I mean, I think Phil being gone is going to be very helpful. Even with Mello, like, at war with the front office, they don't have to run the triangle anymore. Like, you know, it's... They... they I don't know. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr. has a terrible contract, and... But he's have, better than Derrick Rose. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't have to have Derrick Rose anymore. Like, Derrick Rose was terrible last year. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Fuck talking about the Knicks. God. Uh, Here's a way boring team to talk about, actually. Uh, Our first boring good team, the Toronto Raptors. Ooh. Last year, they went 51-31. and Worse than their expected win, which was 54-28. and they lost in the second round to the Cleveland Cavaliers, four zero, out. It also Aaron wasn't Ross. as close as that. Yeah, <laughs> out. Dunk champion Terrence Ross, Patrick. He was Pat- a dunk Pat- champion. Patterson, I believe he was. Wow. Or, um, Patrick like... Pat Pat Patterson, <laughs> out. Out. Damari Carroll, out. Corey Joseph, out. PJ Tucker. In, hello, KJ McDaniels. <laughs> hello, CJ Miles. Hello, OG Ananobi. And welcome back, sort of, Serge Ibaka. My first question for you, Sean. They gained a CJ and a KJ, but lost a PJ. Yes. Not a question, just a statement. And they also added an OG. Yeah. And technically, they lost... Another CJ with Corey Joseph. I believe that's Corey Joseph's nickname. I think they do call him CJ, yeah. So that's well, weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so my first question for you, Sean, is is this team better or worse? It is so hard to tell because so many guys are gone. Like, it felt like last year they 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 had, like, a pretty solid starting lineup, and then they would bring in... They would play Kyle Lowry along with four bench guys. It would be like, yeah. I, I believe the lineup was like Lowry, Joseph, Powell, and then they would play uh, like Patterson and I don't remember somebody else. But but they Tucker. Oh, and yeah, Tucker. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, or yeah, and they had Tucker and then for a couple yeah, of Joseph. They they had a they were deep. Yeah, they were deep. Uh, they were deep with. NBA players, not yeah. necessarily good NBA players, but NBA players nonetheless. And so they've had this—they've had this weird situation where 
you know, y- your theory is that Masai Ujiri has been wanting to blow up this team for a while. Yes. Um, and they've they've weirdly they traded a lot of picks in the past, uh, like six months to a year, but they for a team that has been doing well in making the playoffs, they have a surprising number of former first round picks. Like they have, um, Pascal Siakam. They've got DeLon Wright, uh, Onanobi. My man Pirtle. Yeah. Jakob Pirtle. So all these not that exciting guys who are now, I mean, it's kind of like, like I know they're missing some guys that were very useful for them last year, but they kind of don't have a choice other than, like you kind of have to make Delon Wright the backup point guard, you know. You kind of have yeah. to play Pirtle a little bit. Well, and... when you have to, the guy that they have to play more is Norman Powell. Yeah, and that'll be great. So, I you won't have that like magic synergy off the bench, but uh, they're a little worse, I think. But they could be better by April. That's my answer. I think they're worse, but not much worse. Uh-huh. Only like I think they are still. Oh, I don't want to get that part away. I think they're about the same, but I just don't think it's weird to count this guy out because I've been counting him out his entire NBA career. Uh, I just don't see a world where Demar Derozan is an All NBA player again. Um, and last year he was an All NBA player. Oh, you you don't think that'll happen again? No. Yeah. He's uh, he's apparently trying to add a three pointer. This Which, summer. if he did that, he could be like an MVP candidate. Weirdly, um. yeah. In, but he is he is one of the five worst career three point shooters in NBA history. Yeah. If Demar you know who Derozan is worst, Joey. Who? Uh, it is well. Charles Barkley is almost the worst. It's Andre mm-hmm. Miller. He's the worst three point shooter. Sounds right. Yeah. The professor. Yeah. Um. Next question: How will this team find a way to disappoint its loyal fans this year, Sean? Um, I think Drake will do something really embarrassing during a game. Like it'll it'll be like <laughs> like like someone will tie his shoes together while he's coaching on the sideline or something like that. Um, it'll be something that's like very memeable and that other teams can use to like harass the, the the Raptors with later. I like it. My fine uh, I think I think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And as they're guarding LeBron, somehow all five players' pants will fall down and Aww. as they get dunked on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the next step. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, last question. And this is, you know, this is a very important question to me, Sean. You yeah. know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was drafted in 2014, Fran Fraschilla famously said Bruno Caboclo is two years away from being two years away. I have two questions. Mm-hmm. Is he finally here? No, he's not. Okay. All right. And well, no, he's, but 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 technically, he has another year to go, right? No, he was because this, this would be 2018, the oh. 2018 season. 
this is the year he's supposed to be here. Uh, I think he is not here. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I do, right. th- I do think he could dominate for Jerry Stackhouse's squad. Maybe if Jerry Stackhouse is, it's, it like comes to Toronto. Uh, all right. And finally, what is something you feel like you're four, way, four years away from doing, Sean? Uh, getting passed at the comedy store. I'm two years away from being two years away. <laughs> all right. I feel like I am four years away from uh, being able to keep a savings account open for more than six months. Oh, All right. <laughs> Too sad? Too sad? A little sad, but you know. All right. Um, Sean, be bold. Canelo, be bold. Uh, here's my be bold claim. I think they are going to trade DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, that is bold. Yeah, I think they'll trade uh, him at the deadline. I think it's like, I think they like him. I think, um, I I would not be surprised if he went to, like, they'll trade him to the Western Conference. Is my guess. Uh, I have a be bold claim. Yeah, it's actually twofold. Are you ready? Yeah, I think they're going to start off real slow. Mm-hmm. They're going to fire Dwayne Casey. Ooh, hire Jerry Stackhouse. <gasps> And also then, win win this division. I love it. I love it. I love. I think Jerry Stackhouse. I'm I'm very optimistic about his future. Also, there's never been uh, an NBA coach who is as good at punching as Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. Well, Al, Al Adels might have something to say about that, Sean. <laughs> Al Adels fought a guy as a coach in a finals game. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, all right. Uh, over under 50 or sorry, 48 and a half. What do you say, Sean? I'm, I'm a slight over. I mean, I was, I was on the fence and then I saw that they had the differential of a 54 win team last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, the, the East is bad. Like, like they can't, they can't sweep the season series from, Orlando, Brooklyn, the Knicks, right. and the Bulls. Like that's that's like, I just feel like there's a bunch of free wins out there. Uh, and... This one is a total lock to me. They're going to win fifty games. Okay, over. Yeah. Um, this is like the first one I feel good about. Mm. Yeah, the other ones are like, uh, like like bet like making any kind of prediction about the, the Knicks. The Knicks window <laughs> is like gross. All right. Finally, as if we haven't talked about them enough, oh, we Jesus started Christ. with their division. Somehow it's like we've been doing this podcast late at night, and this is the first time I've felt truly weary. Like, it's not even, I'm not even like sleepy. It's just like my soul needs a nap. I'm so tired Celtics. of talking about these guys. Uh, the Boston Celtics. Uh-huh. Uh, last year, they went 53 and 29. Uh, their expected win total was 49. And 33. Brad Stevens um, effect. They lost the conference finals to Cleveland 4-1 to one and lost five home games. Five home games in the playoffs. Great job. If you were a Celtics fan last year and you spent money on playoff tickets, sorry, you probably saw your team lose. Uh, out. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. In, real sad. Mm-hmm. Also out. Avery Bradley. Also out. Jay Crowder. Also out, 
playoff hero Kelly Olynyk, mm-hmm. Amir Johnson, Tyler Zeller, Jonas Yurebko, James Young, Gerald, the four-fingered bandit Green, mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce is Paul Pierce. out. He reti- he retired. Uh, <laughs> in Kyrie Irving, the flat Earth god, the mm-hmm. flat Earth god. <laughs> Gordon, the StarCraft god Hayward. <laughs> Jason, Paul Pierce 2.0 Tatum. Gross. Marcus, the worst twin Morris. <laughs> Aaron, Australian beefcake Baines. Semi Ojale. Gershon, Yabusele. Shane, Barry Larkin's son, Larkin? Mm-hmm. And also in Paul Pierce. That's right. He signed. He did sign before he retired, so he he is listed as an addition. I kind of ruined Sean's jokes by reading backwards. Oh well, that's the uh, only one that's really by backwards. putting Paul Pierce there. Um, first question, Sean. You yes. also had no questions about the Celtics, which I, was, I like. Yeah, uh, yeah. First question. Is Marcus Morris going to be too sad thinking about Markeith dying that he'll refuse to play in any funeral games? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think the Wizards are going to <laughs> handle the Celtics because Marcus doesn't want to beat Markeith in games. So, like, mm-hmm. that's going to be a weird strategic liability to the point where, like, I wonder if they if they face each other in the playoffs, I wonder if Brad Stevens is just going to be like, uh, he's got a hamstring or something <laughs> because because like marcus will be able to like tell the like give away their strategy through the twin mind meld right and, they do they do share one brain so marcus marcus has no loyalty to the celtics right yeah second question what lies is danny ainge going to leak to the media this year oh man <laughs> <laughs> so he uh <laughs> I think he's going to tell people that the the fired trainer was like stealing uh, medical supplies. Like they're just going to oh. throw him because because he was a guy that doesn't work for the Celtics anymore. So you gotta you gotta throw him under the yeah. bus, even if he's just a trainer. Hmm. Uh, I think he is going to. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is going to get traded. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Horn- uh, sorry. Uh, Pelicans fans, not to to tip my hand to that <laughs> at that preview. Uh, I think Demarcus Cousins is going to get traded, and then Danny Ainge is going to lie and say they turned down Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and uh, <laughs> Amir Johnson for him. No, yeah. sorry, Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you got to add Baines to that Oshik Davis Ayinka lineup. You gotta get another center. Uh, third question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna rebound the ball for this team? Semi Ojale? He's very strong. It's Aaron Baines, right? That's the only guy taller than he's supposed to be for his position. Everybody's short, so they're gonna play Horford at center where he couldn't rebound in Atlanta, really. I mean, he's a good player. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to trash Al Horford or the Celtics. It's kind of amazing what they did this offseason. But at the same time, they're terrible at rebounding. They almost lost to the Bulls because of how bad they were at rebounding. And 
they are worse at rebounding. I think I think they're yeah. worse at rebounding this year. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it won't matter, but it does seem like that's kind of important in basketball. It does. Yeah. Um, I've got two questions, and these are not joke questions because no. this is a real team, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's the best player on this team, Sean? Gordon Hayward, 100%. I agree with you. So I, I, it yeah. might, even for me, it might still be Al Horford. Yeah, man. Al I'm Horford. not sure how good, how actually good Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are. Yeah. They might be great at basketball, but I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> Al, Hor- Al Horford is going to be one of those guys that makes the Hall of Fame, and people are like, "Really, Al Horford?" And then they're like, "Yeah, he was on nine All Star teams." I don't- <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's a Hall of Famer. And you're like, Wow, he was just like Al Horford's one of those those guys that is is sort of hard to track because yeah. he's like a B plus at everything. Exactly, he's boring too. He's just boring. Yeah. Um. Even he... coming from me, a man who loves basketball and mm-hmm. a man who was very fond of those Hawks teams that made the playoffs every year because I love Josh Smith. Yeah. I was always like, yeah, Al Horford's fine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But he's he's I I think he's gonna make a fifth All Star team this year and mm-hmm. uh, uh, also one of his career highlights. I didn't realize this uh, NBA Shooting Stars champ. So, oh I, no, I remember it. A lot of people say the All Hawks right. have never won anything, but uh, 2011 <laughs> Shooting Stars. All right, and finally, this is a big question for you, Sean. Yes. How much better is this team? Slash, is this team better at all than last year's team? Um, I would say long term, for sure, better. Mm-hmm. Short term, I'm not convinced they are. Like they they add a lot of stars, but just and it 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 totally makes sense because they traded a lot of guys who were, you know, Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley only had one more year on their deals, mm-hmm. and. But I, I, it's so weird to say this, but they're gonna miss Kelly Olynyk a lot. Yeah. Um, it just seems like their their rebounding is still bad. Their defense will be kind of okay. Um, it mm-hmm. seems like Marcus Smart is not as fat, but he. <laughs> but I, I'm just I'm kind of a hater of his because it's just weird because I think if he was on, if I watched him, it's fun to watch him play. But then you just look at his numbers and it's like it's it's him sneaking in for one or two amazing rebounds and being very tough are great, but he just can't shoot at all. Yeah. So uh, this team is worse, in my opinion. They might I mean, be... they're still a very good team uh, and they're dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah. But as a regular season team, uh, they are playing way too many young guys for my taste. I just think like yeah. they really need Jalen Brown, who was kind of not good last year, and he's going to and start. Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum to play real minutes. Um, yeah, they seem like and possibly Ojale and Yabuselli too. They seem like they're missing some stuff at the five and the two. Yeah, and I think Gordon Hayward's going to be great, but it'll take him a while to get together. And I think Kyrie Irving will be. Exactly the same as he was in Cleveland. So, 
depending on how you feel about how he was in <laughs> Cleveland, you know, some people love him. I think he. I think he will be. I think it would be a surprise if Kyrie Irving was dramatically different. Me too. This season. All right. I don't think he'll be mean? worse, but you know. <laughs> What's your be bold claim, Sean? Canelo, be bold. Be bold claim. Um, boy, can you go first on this one? I don't have one off the top of my head. Uh, sure. My be bold claim is that midseason. Mm-hmm. Celtics fans are really, really gonna miss Avery Bradley. <laughs> just that's not that bold to claim, frankly. Just watching Marcus Smart foul out in the third quarter over uh, and over again, hacking the but, hell out of other players. But yeah, no. Look, it's I kind of this was also sort of my claim for the Raptors, but and also sort of my over under probably, but I don't think this team is going to win this division. Ooh, that that's bold. Uh, my bold claim is that the Celtics will be caught stealing signals, but they'll be somehow trying to do it with like a zoom. <laughs> is it a zoom that uh uh the Clippers owner gave them. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's like part of the Doc Rivers deal is they got a bunch of surplus zunes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I truly think that it's going to take a long time for this team to gel. It's a lot of guy, a lot of new guys, a lot of young players. It's a, isn't it? Doesn't Stevens kind of run a complicated system? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it won't matter as much. They might be better in the playoffs because they can shorten their yes rotation. Agreed. But but on the fringes, they're they're just depending on a lot of rookies and young guys to give them minutes when they had you know pretty dependable vets. You yeah, know, like this... even you think about it, you think about it, like Gerald Green started a bunch of playoff games. Yeah. And, um. So, oh yeah, do you want to do over unders? Yep. Okay, I uh, their number is fifty six and a half, and I'm not going to go so far as to say they're going to lose the Atlantic Division, and I guess I think they're they're, I think they're going to be about the same regular season team as last year fifty three fifty three or fifty four wins. So I'm going under. You are going under. I am also going under, but I think they are a forty eight win team. Wow. Um, well, I mean, it's not like Kyrie Irving has any injury history, so. <laughs> so that was a boring division because we all agreed on our over-unders. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but you know what's not boring, what's Sean? That? What's that? Uh, the game we play every week. Okay. Uh, and yet last last episode, I forgot to announce who won the last last time's game. Last week, we asked, what... Is Big Three champion Rashad McCants doing right now? Mm-hmm. And Sean, congratulations! You're the winner. He's My- finally finishing those papers for UNC. Oh, God. I'm proud of him. Honestly, I really am. But we've got to we've got to play a game for today. Yes. And I have picked an Atlantic Division luminary that we like to talk about. Okay. My question, and someone I was surprised we had not played before. Frankly, oh, okay. should have been one of the first two guys. I yeah. think. Sean, what is James Dolan doing right now? Oh my god! 
<laughs> so I think I think what James Dolan is doing right now is he's trying to like he's trying to become more of a bluesman. Mm-hmm. So I think he's like down in the Mississippi Delta, mm-hmm. and um, he actually can't sell his soul because he already threw them in in the Andrea Bargnani deal, unfortunately. <laughs> so essentially, he's just going around um, playing the harmonica and the kazoo and just looking for a mean old woman that ain't no good. Uh-huh. And, and he's just hoping that'll help his blues. Uh, interesting. I have a similar... Uh, I have a similar answer. Uh, Sean, ask me what I think he's doing. What do right you now. think James Dolan is doing right Honking now? Honking on Bobo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that's been our show. We'll be back next week with more division previews oh. and maybe a guest. I don't know. Yeah. We haven't talked about it yet. Uh, Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, you can see the business every Monday at Little Joy. And, oh, I would also say people um, check out... Oh, I'm going to have an NFL column on Yardbarker next week. Oh, awesome. And, and if you have suggestions for, uh, you know, guests you'd like to see, segments you'd like to hear on the show, tweet at us. DM yeah, us. tweet and email us. Yeah. Also, free stickers, same thing. Tweet, email. We're sending out free stickers. Uh, and also watch the other Everything Report. Um on Twitter and Instagram, I write for that. And uh, for the first time ever, Sean, I am reading two, count them, two tweets I wrote this week. Wow. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz. Where on 429.14, I tweeted, I am buying the Los Angeles Clippers. <gasps> and then exactly one month later, I tweeted, I'm happy to say that it wasn't me that overpaid for the Clippers by $1.5 billion. (laughs) Shots fired, Muniz. All right, and as always, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go home. Uh, Nothing ever comes to a sleeper but a dream. Nothing worth having comes easy as it seems. Even when it's tough, you keep on pushing, that's the concept Keep your head up, you keep your faith and trust the process Living in my glory, blessings manifesting You cannot detour me, perfect imperfections Tell me what's that money like if you are not respected Only God can judge me, he alone can do inspection For the sake of all my goals, in the midst of all my lows In the windows of my soul, in the lightness of my flows In the truth will set you free, open up your eyes and see Open up your heart and be, take a deep breath and release I am the one they feel, let's make that crystal clear How I use the doubt is all my fuel to get me here I am not concerned about that drama that I hear I am too concerned about my family and my chips Nourishing myself in all my same relationships Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods For 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.